Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 58 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of the Come Follow Me materials covered in February the 22nd uh, to February the 28th, covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 18 to 19, The Worth of Souls is Great. Uh, And today we are continuing with our study of the um, Come Follow Me materials uh, into Doctrine and Covenants section 18, uh, and we're moving into the the main part of this section, uh, which teaches some wonderful principles for us. So at this stage, from verse 9, the Lord is speaking to both Oliver Cowdery and David Whitmer by way of commandment. Um, so he moves on and talks about how the worth of souls is great. In verse 10, it says, remember the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. Um, David O. McKay said this, quote, we are truly living in an age of changing opinions, of swiftly shifting human relations. Man's wisdom seems baffled in all our readjustments, plans, and policies. We cannot do better than keep in mind the divine admonition that the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. The saved individual is the supreme end of the divine will. Jesus sought the welfare of the individual, and individuals grouped and labouring for the general welfare of the the whole in conformity with the principles of the gospel constitute the kingdom of God. Many of the choicest truths of the gospel were given in conversations with individuals. It was while Jesus taught with Nicodemus the message relative to baptism and being born again. From the conversation with the woman of Samaria is disclosed the truth that they who worship God must worship in spirit and truth. From that with Mary and Martha we get the divine declaration, I am the resurrection and life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Close quote. I love that point, that often in scriptures, the most spiritual, the most sacred moments uh, are with individuals. I can think of a few off the top of my head that weren't, for example, with the um, the appearance of the Saviour to the Nephites. I mean that, but even then, there was and very well, and we talked about this a lot last year, the very well-known fact that he still ministered to them one by one, even though they were in a large group of thousands. Um, and so the, the worth of souls is great, and it's interesting how spiritual revelatory experiences often do happen on an individual basis rather than as a collective um, and again, I'm sure, you know, there will be moments where collectives can still receive great witnesses. Uh, for example, and I have to talk about the um, the general conference, the April 2020 general conference. I just felt blown away from it by it. And we were all uh, gathered for that virtually. Um, but the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. Uh, for behold, the Lord your Redeemer suffered death in the flesh. Wherefore, he suffered the pain of all men that all men might repent and come unto him. That was verse 11, and I love the phrase in there that he suffered the pain of all men. This isn't a case that the Lord took upon himself the pains and sicknesses of those who would repent. It isn't the case that, you know, he knew who would come to, come to him and he felt their pains. This was him taking upon him all the pains, sicknesses and sins and trials and difficulties of everyone. Every single person even those that will live their life, learn about the Saviour and have absolutely no interest in him, he has felt their pains as well. Why did he have to do that? Well, because he had to make it possible for all to come unto him and to repent, even if they may not choose to do so. Uh, President Russell M. Nelson said this, quote, The ordeal of the atonement centred about the city of Jerusalem. There the greatest single act of love of all recorded history took place. 
Leaving the upper room, Jesus and his friends crossed the deep ravine east of the city and came to a garden of olive trees on the lower slopes of the Mount of Olives. There in the garden, bearing the Hebrew name of Gethsemane, meaning oil press, olives had been beaten and pressed to provide oil and food. There at Gethsemane, the Lord suffered the pain of all men, that all might repent and come unto him. He took upon himself the weight of the sins of all mankind, bearing its massive load that caused him to bleed from every pore. Close quote. It just, you know, we, we obviously talk often about the atonement of our Saviour, and we and so we should. Uh, it is something which, we, as we know, Joseph Smith taught was the centre of the gospel, and everything else is appendages to it, to paraphrase what he said. Um, and why? Well, in verse 13 it says, And how great is his joy in the soul that repenteth. Um, Bruce C. Hafen said this, quote, Christ's atonement is at the very core of this plan. Without his dear, dear sacrifice, there would be no way home, no way to be together, no way to be like him. He gave us all he had. Therefore, how great is his joy when even one of us gets it, when we look up from the weed patch and turn to our face to the sun. Close quote. I think that, you know, we should be, we should desire to have that experience more often where we get it, where we look up to our saviour more. Why toil away, you know, ourselves at the weeds in our lives when we have the, the master gardener there to help us remove them permanently? Because, um, you know, as as we know with weeds, they come back very often. But I think with our saviour, uh, he makes it possible that they don't return in, in certain places in our lives. Sure, there will be other weeds that, that sprout up in other places in our lives. That's the nature of, of mortality. Um, but we need to have his, his support as the master gardener to be able to do that more effectively or else we can continue ourselves and struggle. Um, and I, I seem to remember that President Henry B. Aring actually gave that analogy in the most recent general conference um, using weeds and things like that and how our saviour needs to help us with them. Um, but of course, you know, this is important and we and i mentioned yesterday that we'll be learning a lot about repentance this week and how the lord has done so much for us that we may then make that step to repent but the focus of these few verses is actually then on us helping others come to that knowledge in verse 15 it says and, it, and if it so be that you should labor all your days in crying repentance unto this people and bring save it be one soul unto me how great shall be your joy with him in the kingdom of my father I think sometimes we uh, we don't quite get the um, the importance of this scripture, how powerful this scripture is. Obviously, as a church, we are very focused on bringing so many people to Christ to gather Israel, and we and we are you know joyful when multiple people come. But what if you know from this point forward, no one was baptized? What if from now to the Lord's second coming, not a single soul was baptized except for one? Would the Lord be you know, displeased with us? I don't think so. As long as we were doing our, our best to, to feel the spirit and to do the best work that we can and labour in his vineyard and, and just have no success with bringing anyone into the church and bringing them to the saviour, except for one person, I think the Lord would be just as happy because he, he would know that we've done our best, we've done our part, and he has great joy with that single soul that then has come uh, to feel of the spirit and to connect with their saviour. Uh, and that would be a, such a blessing for, for us to be able to be a part of. Uh, Elton Perry said this, quote, 
Usually when I think of herding sheep, I think of the requirement or stewardship of the shepherd to do everything he can for all of his sheep. This experience, however, reminded me that it is the parable of the lost sheep, and my thoughts return, my thoughts turn to the precarious nature of that one lost ewe, all alone and unable to take another step up the rock face, and equally unable to turn around and find her way down. How frantic and hopeless she must have felt, completely powerless to rescue herself, one step away from certain disaster. It is important for each of us to ponder how it feels to be lost, and what it means to be a spiritual shepherd who will leave the 99 to find the one who is lost. Such shepherds may need the expertise and assistance of their search and rescue team, but they are present, accounted for, and climbing right beside them to save those who are infinitely valued in the sight of God, for they are his children. Close quote. This is such an important truth, that each of us are so important to our Heavenly Father. And we just cannot comprehend the love that he has for us. We can try. We can um, kind of picture the way we love our children, uh, the way we love our family. Uh, and we can probably glimpse or taste, you know, the love that our Heavenly Father has for us. But the love he has far exceeds that, way outweighs that. Uh, and it is a perfect love. And I think that, uh, you know, we are going to have to stop there to keep this bite-sized. But uh, we will continue with this tomorrow. And you can see why we're only looking at two sections this week, because there is so much more to learn in this section. And, of course, in section 19 as well, which is such a unique um, section of scripture. And we'll talk about why in a few days. But the worth of souls is great. Uh, and even if we bring one soul unto repentance, that is, you know, wonderful. That will bring us great joy in, in the in the life hereafter. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do continue to join us. Uh, there's the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session, um, where you can read some of the things I post each day, and you can also um, post some things yourself. And you can also email session at gmail.com if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourselves through Zoom. Thank you for your time, and until we meet again, 